When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, they've got a month left here, and it's like it's crunch time now. And I'll admit to you, I'm starting to panic a little bit, Keith. I don't usually use that word. I actually am starting to get there. For weeks, I said my concern level is high, but my panic level is low. And that's, <laughs> that's because – That's a better way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because the lead was 11 games. 10 games, nine games, six now, games. Now the lead is six games and you're going into Tampa. It's time to panic. You also face Tampa at home next weekend. It's time to panic because these guys can't control their own destiny at this point, right? We, we say it's all right in front of them, but there's another team over there managed by Kevin Cash that smells, uh, you know, that the Yankees are struggling, that, senses there's blood in the water, they're going to be coming after the New York Yankees. And if these guys aren't ready for that, we are heading towards a potential collapse. And this is a team that was 15 and a half games up where they were being compared to the 1998 Yankees. They were compared to the best Yankees teams and World Series teams. And now they're in peril. Now they're I don't know. This is could be this could be a historic collapse. So this month of September is going to be nuts. I've been online talking about it. I'm like, in the midst of all this, let's not forget that Aaron Judge is chasing history as well, right? So the yeah. Yankees team is fighting against history, and Aaron Judge is chasing history. The stadium is going to be packed. People are going to be there to watch Aaron Judge hit home runs. Some of them have no idea that the Yankees are potentially squandering a 15 and a half game lead it's it's uh it's baseball you can't explain it you can't predict it and it's been a wild ride i'm i'll say this sweeney last year i was really on the roller coaster i said this on air a couple nights ago my heart was on that roller coaster with last year's team up and down and up and down and no consistency Uh, uh, a win streak a race by a losing streak this year i feel like my feet are on solid ground and I'm watching some friends and some other people I know on the roller coaster. And I'm just watching it go like, yeah, I've been on that ride and I can't take that ride again this year. I'll see you when the ride ends. I don't know how it's going to end, but I'm hoping for the best. You're listening to the debut episode of BXB, Bronx Baseball Podcast. Sweeney Murdy, Keith McPherson. It's brought to you from Odyssey. We're available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, will they collapse or won't they? I think that's a question that we tend to answer really, Keith, with our emotion of the moment. Like right now, there's nothing that, that's telling us not to say, Yeah, they're going to collapse, right? Because we can't see the other side of this. I want to give you a little history lesson because this is kind of – this is my wheelhouse. This is what I excel at. I'm a little bit older than you. The gray hairs prove it, right? But (laughs) I I looked this up and I posted a column online today. It's on WFN.com. If you check out my Twitter feed, which is at YankeesWFAN, and don't forget, Keith, Keith, your Twitter Twitter feed is at Keith McPherson. So for those of you who want to follow us here – 
there are a few lessons to learn from the 1996 World Series champions, okay? And I'll capsulize this for you a little bit without going into all the details. You can check out the column online. But the 1996 Yankees had a 12-game lead at the end of July. By early September, about six weeks later, it was down two and a half games. The Orioles were chasing them. This is Cal Ripken, Mike Messina, Rafael Palmero, Bobby Bonilla, those Orioles, right? Um, Brady Anderson. They had cut the lead to two and a half games. The Yankees lost, went 13 and 17 in August. They had a miserable August. They had trade deadline acquisitions that some of them weren't really doing anything yet. You wondered why they made the moves. And they were in danger of collapsing. And keep in mind, that team had not won anything yet. First-year manager Joe Torre, uh, you didn't know what was going to happen here. Well, that team recovered in September. They stretched out the lead again, held off Baltimore. They beat the Orioles in a crucial series, won 13 of their last 20. As we all know, now know, Keith, you know, they finished strong, won the division, won the World Series. And some of the guys they traded for, which appeared to be just like busts or damaged goods, were monster performers for them, like Graham Lloyd and David Weathers in the bullpen in 1996. So there is a time to flip this script and rewrite this script, as Reggie Jackson liked to say. You hold the pen in your hand, you can change the story, right? And Brian Cashman and, and Aaron Boone have both talked about that before. I, I always say, though, I understand why you don't want to believe that because you can't see it right now. We can't ever see it reversing from the course that you're currently on. I'll say this to that. Um, did that team change the lineup every day? Did that team rest players every series? Did that team put players in the lineup that had been struggling just to give them some run? Or did they play their best guys every time? Also, looking at the schedule coming up in September, was that team facing the team that was second place on their heels? Yes. yes. Did they face them? Let's see, six times they're going to face Tampa coming up. Uh, they're also going to face the Minnesota Twins here for four. The Twins are fighting yeah. to get in the postseason themselves. Uh, they're also going to face the Brewers on the road for three. The Brewers are fighting to get in the postseason themselves. And then, hey, don't forget about the Blue Jays and the Orioles at the end of September. They have to go back to Toronto late in the month. Toronto, they've been up and down as well. They're going to be fighting for their lives. And then that last series that starts at the end of September on the 30th going into October is against the Orioles. The Orioles could be literally fighting to put their franchise back in the postseason. It's been a long time. That's why I say there are other guys that get paid on the other side. There are other hungry, motivated teams that want this. The Yankees got to want this. They got to know they're getting everyone's best shot. Aaron Boone himself said, the league has closed the gap on us. He said that when the season ended last year. Do these guys know that? Do they feel that? Do they have a sense of urgency? We've been saying it now for two months. This is the last month that things can be urgent, and you hope with call-ups, I don't know, maybe they call somebody up, but I'm not hoping on that. I already feel like I know it's about to be Marwin Gonzalez and uh, maybe another arm. But guys are supposed to be getting healthy, right? Nestor Cortez coming back. Uh, we just got we Clay Holmes and yeah, we just got Clay Holmes and, and John Carlo back, which is great. But we're expecting Luis Severino. Harrison Bader is supposed to be hitting off a tee, making his um 
his return soon. Matt Carpenter, how's the foot doing? Will he be available later in this month? Will this team be able to get whole? Uh, Zach Britton, potentially. Um, will this team be able to get whole and be able to put their best foot forward? I am I'm really hoping that we get to a point in this season, or really like this, this month, that the philosophy changes some from we're all right. We have a lead. We can rest guys. We're all right. We can change the lineup every day. We're all right. We can, you know, make some different moves that aren't necessarily winning moves to know every game is important because I feel like if they start playing with that playoff mentality, right? Like do or die, they need to start playing like that now because I do not believe that this switch, this imaginary switch that they talk about every year, Oh, when, it, when they get to October, they'll be all right. They'll flip the switch. I don't believe in that. You have to be developing good habits. I feel like they need to start playing with their hair on fire right now. See, I don't think they talk about the lead because they always kind of, you know, they they do not talk about the lead. We're the ones, we're the ones looking from the outside. And we can and I'm as guilty of it as anybody, right? Say it's okay. They have the big lead. They have time to get, they have time to get this going. We're the ones who kind of use that to rationalize what we see when they go through an inevitable losing streak, because, you know, it's not that they weren't going to win 120 games. I think we all know that. Um, but if you look at what's coming up ahead now, you're right. Reason to be worried about Tampa Bay, but here's another thing for me. Okay. Like I, I, they asked me, like I've had friends ask me, is this going to be the 78 Yankees Red Sox, right? The 78 Yankees storm back and erased a 14 and a half game lead. They beat the Red Sox, you know, that Yankees team was defending World Series champion, had Hall of Famers. That's a great team. Okay. I don't think the Yankees are being chased by a great team. I don't. I think Tampa Bay has played well. I don't think they're a great team. They're still six back, six head to head meetings. I get it. But look at the rest of Tampa Bay's schedule. They've got a tough schedule here. They play Toronto two more times uh, for a total of, let's see, five. They have nine games left with Toronto. Nine. Head-to-head with the Blue Jays. They have seven games, sorry, six games with Houston, okay? They have not played the Astros yet this year. They're going to play them six times in September. They've got three with Cleveland still. Uh, I don't think Tampa has an easy schedule. I, they played 18-9 in the month of August while the Yankees played 10-18. and 18. That's why they've cut this gap. That, has to, that trend has to continue in, for a whole other month, Keith, for Tampa to overtake the Yankees. So I think there is room here because as much as I respect Tampa Bay and what they do and how well they've played to overcome injuries, I don't look at them and say, that's a great team. I say, that's a team that's chasing the Yankees who aren't playing very well themselves. They clearly need to get it back together themselves. Sure. Uh, They just lost Shane McClanahan or at least saw him, um, you know, leave the the bullpen before his first start or his first start, his last start. So, I mean, you know, we've gone through injuries. Other teams are going through injuries. Uh, there's no guarantee that Tampa stays uh, hot and, and scorches through September either. Right? They could falter. But for the Yankees, right, they have to control their own destiny. They got to handle their own business. Boone said it again last night. It's all right in front of us. It is. That, that was a winnable game. That was a winnable series. They could have honestly swept the Angels. Yeah. And they shouldn't have they shouldn't have split with, with Oakland going back to that series. They they know how to ruin a good weekend. I was having a good weekend. And then Saturday, they go to extras <laughs> and I stop what I'm doing. I have a drink in my hand and I decide to actually really lock in 
instead of hanging out and watching with you know a side eye. And then they blow that game and they show up Sunday. The body language told you they were one foot out the door. And you can't afford to be. Uh, I look at Aaron Judge having a historic year, a contract year, a guy that bet on himself, right? How's he feel about this? It's it's kind of soured his his chase that they're not playing as well as they were. And uh, there's conversation around him. Does he want to stay here? Does he feel like he can win here? And of course, I feel like he can win here. I feel like they're going to do everything that they can to keep him, but he's going to enter free agency in this offseason. So it's like, I look at this right now. If they if they don't fix this right now, this month, this could spiral out of control. This could be a doomsday in the making. So here we go. Uh, I always say on the radio, we take this day by day, series by series, week by week, month by month. That's all you can do. And you got to hope that they can go into Tampa, which has been a house of horrors. Tropicana Field that I, I call Trashicana Field. It's a dump. You know, that that turf down there. We've seen Judge and Stan have issues with the turf. How are they going to play, you know, Judge out there? Judge is due for a rest. Uh, but the fans will riot if he rests during this chase for 62-63. Uh, there's so much going on in the Yankees universe around this team right now. Um, Fingers crossed. I did not expect the Yankees to be here. I expected it to level out. Baseball has a way of evening itself out. But I did not expect the Yankees to be in peril going into September. Level out. You've you've been reading my tweets. That, that's something from like that. That's one of my expressions. It's going to let you know it's not collapse. It's leveling out. We're right. heading towards collapse now. But what they did for probably like uh, July, I think, was leveling out. August was just flat out miserable. 10 and 18 in August, man, that homestand was just not like I went to three games in the homestand, all three L's, uh, you know, they had to. Oh, so it's your fault. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, take some blame in it. I'm superstitious <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, I know a lot of fans. There's a lot of fans that like keep their record. And a lot of fans had a good record at the stadium in the beginning of the year. Not so hot now. Uh, yeah, don't hope. think that fans haven't reminded me, Keith, that my first year covering the Yankees on a beat was 2001. And so in the 20, this is now in year 22, one world series. I bet Mike Francesa used to hit me with that on the air. You know, he used to say, you know, the only one, you know, before they won, they finally won in 2009, got me off the hook a little bit, but don't think fans haven't reminded me that there's one, <laughs> one on my watch. They They're want you out. They want you out. If this whole thing collapses, Sweeney, they're going to say, that's it. This guy. He's got to go. They're, they're going to ask for you to be out before Boone or Cash. Oh, no, they definitely <laughs> asked for those guys. Um, I, I want to get into that and judge, actually. Uh, let's remind people that you're listening to the debut episode of BXB. It's the Bronx Baseball Podcast. We're talking Yankees, Sweeney Murdy and Keith McPherson. You can follow us on social, on Twitter, at YankeesWFAN, at Keith McPherson. You can subscribe, download, rate, review our podcast from Odyssey and all of your favorite podcast platforms.